Welcome to the F3 American Yammer Podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high-impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of F3 American Yammer. We're currently on episode eight. I am your host, the shortest of all possible circuits. No circuits are shorter than me on the nation's fifth best podcast out of five. And today on our episode, joining me all the way from Greensboro, North Carolina is Wicked. So welcome, Wicked. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. Now, um, pardon me, I, I, I don't, this isn't a bad thing either. I, I don't actually remember how, how you got onto onto the podcast. Did I, did I just end up like just kind of cold, cold emailing you and saying, Hey, do you want to be on the podcast? Yeah, I think that's how it happened. Actually, <laughs> it's kind of like at the prom, I was just left waiting until <laughs> someone asked me to dance. And uh, <laughs> I was willing a lot earlier. I enjoyed the podcast. Uh, I think we talked about that a minute ago. I really liked the podcast. I think they had a lot of value. Uh, allow us to get a little bit deeper in- insights into, you know, the various PAX members. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you did finally ask me to dance. <laughs> what took you so long? <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, that's that's definitely on me. Whether, but uh, uh, excellent. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that we finally have you on now. So now, now's your now's your moment to shine, right? You have to put on your your prettiest outfit. That's right. So there you go. All right, name Rama. Name age F3 name. Yeah, Michael Murphy, 50 years old, and they call me Wicked. Wicked respect. Did you finally hit 50? I did January. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I must have just missed it then. Okay. Well, congrats and respect to you, sir. Thank you. Now, how long have you? How long have you been uh, an F three packs? Well, uh, I, I guess I was about two months behind the Redwoods, so I believe okay. I posted first in early january it might have been late november but it was certainly right around that time frame. oh i'm sorry december or late november right around that time gotcha six, okay six years, right i think it's been here yeah i think five or six is what we're coming up to right yeah 20, 2014 2015 2014 i think yeah so we're in six years now we're in the sixth year yeah wow okay gotcha so, you, so you, right <laughs> definitely does wow so you've so you've had a chance then to see Greensboro and the F3 Nation grow for for quite a while now. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I remember I was um, it was a it was definitely just like late November, December when I was first invited to come out and play with the guys, and uh, yeah. So and I and it's changed a lot, right? Early on, even the workouts have changed. I think the mission has really sunk in and uh, and gained some traction. So it started as a workout group, and uh, I don't have to tell you that, but it's changed quite a bit. Um, here locally in Greensboro, our packs is, I would say, operating on some pretty good cylinders in terms of the second and third Fs as well. So yeah, it's changed a lot. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. Well, cool. And, and definitely, it's. I mean, gosh, I've been only been going for three years and still seen it grow within that time. So I, I can only imagine kind of what you've seen within the the five or six years now that you've been coming. So definitely, that's that's exciting. Yeah, it's been great. Now, now posting when and where kind of what's your, what's your typical routine for guys? 
Yeah, so usually if I just start at Monday, I'm typically, you know, depending on if we're training for some type of, you know, crazy event, just like we sucked you into running the Palmetto there. <laughs> you know, if we're doing something like that, it's mostly running with a few with a couple boot camps a week. Um, but my typical boot camp preference would be, you know, circle time, um, Mondays, Tuesdays. I, I'm, you know, sort of uh, a little out of pocket, but it used to be a little bit of fence line and uh, and a little bit of uh, shake and bake, mm-hmm. and uh, and either way, or or I'll run. Wednesdays are definitely uh, Death Star now, again out here near me, and then uh, Thursdays were the Murph. But typically now it's um, haven't been doing the Murph for a little while, so Thursdays will be more running, um, and then Fridays uh, usually the, the a run swim type thing. But you know with the pools closed, that's not happening. So, but more or less um, lunatic fringe, and and lately I've been doing uh, like this morning the, the uh, castle tour, and then of course Saturdays is any hodgepodge. It's either Cornwallis Nightmare or um, uh, Cougar Town, and then last week it was Wakanda. So, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, that's a yes. Yeah, Sunday's so bike ride. Sunday's always a bike ride, and then usually Saturday's a mountain bike ride, too. And then two nights a week, we get together with a couple F3 guys and we do some night work as well, just a little weights and calisthenics. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you're you're highly active then, and not, and not just it sounds like. With some of the the AOs, it sounds like in general, just from a fitness perspective, you're kind of always going there. Yeah, I like to do. I like to take up most days and do something. There's an occasional day where I'll do nothing at all. But for the most part, I believe in being active. You know, so if it's not F3, I'm going to be cycling or swimming or or uh, you know mountain biking or something to stay engaged in being outside. I just enjoy that. It's mm-hmm. therapeutic for me. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes, sir. Okay. Awesome. Well, definitely. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Now guys know uh, where to come find you if they want to, um, for better or for worse, right? <laughs> yeah, they may not want to come around me. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. Let's go ahead and, and dive right in here. Uh, let's talk about life before F three. Sure. So, what was a uh, what was the fitness aspect like for you? Were you, were you kind of always into to sports growing up or kind of, it, it sounds like you kind of maybe always had something there in the background. What, what did that look like from a fitness perspective? Yeah. So sort of like all aspects of life, life fitness before F3 was a little bit less circumscribed, right? It was a little bit less um, consistent, not not that I didn't work out, but I just didn't have that medium to and that support group that I could always find someone that wanted to go play. Um, mm-hmm. So it was more of a it was more of a, a game of one, you know, an end of one myself going out and occasionally getting together with buddies at the gym. And you'd see people that, you know, regulars that would hit the gym and, you know, I'd go mountain biking with a couple buddies. But it was it was just um, a little bit looser and less mm-hmm. well defined. And it certainly was you know, always about fellowship, but, um, but not quite as much, you know? So yeah. Like, so I was always pretty active to answer that question. I mean, really. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it kind of bleeds into the second part too, right? Where you're mentioning kind of, it's always been a game of one, right? And, and that is that you're, you're, you're going out there and you kind of have some of the structure and some of the emphasis on, Hey, I want this to be, uh, you know, it's some, some kind of a fellowship piece associated with it. 
um, but definitely less regimented, we'll say, um, than maybe maybe how it is now with an F3. Yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. You know, for me, it was always about, I've always loved to play the games of all different mm -hmm. kinds, just being outside. And um, honestly, just having F3, you know, it expanded my sandbox. I can find someone to play with, you know what I mean? And before, mm -hmm. you'd ask a couple of guys if they wanted to go to the gym, if they said no, you were going alone, or maybe you didn't go, you know? Yeah. So it's, gotcha. it's yeah. yeah. More, more, definitely more opportunities to be able to kind of, skate by with you know not not being active right what you're talking about mm -hmm. sure so and, and that kind of brings us to the second part so we know that you know you're you always have this this element of fitness in the background but as you as you pointed out it's less consistent um don't necessarily kind of have the sandbox there the the guys to be able to kind of go out um and to to work hard with let's talk about the fellowship piece which you kind of already alluded to a little bit and that is it sounds like you were kind of always um maybe looking for it uh, but what did that really look like? I mean, what was kind of the depth of your friendships or how would you describe the nature of your relationships? Yeah, so probably not unlike most guys, my relationships were built around proximity, the proximity principle, if you will, right? Which is, you know, if I work with you, I'm, I'm going to have contacts with you. Um, if you live in my neighborhood, and then if you're in my wife's friend group, you know, and that's how you move to North Carolina, you meet everybody that your wife connects you with. And you yeah. know, they do a great job organizing that. And so some friendships were built. And that actually led to, to how I came to F3 too. So, so my fellowship was really built around those types of interactions. Nothing wrong with it. It was great. I think I would, I would rate my life before as fulfilling, right? I, wouldn't, I would not have seen it as an unfulfilled um, uh, existence in, in the mm -hmm. fellowship category. Um, but I'm sure we'll get to life after F3. Uh, I know you're setting that up, so I'll leave that for later. But um, <laughs> for now, I would say that life before F3 in terms of fellowship was pretty good. It, was, it wasn't, uh, wasn't really something I, I thought I was lacking. Um, mm -hmm. but, but then again, you know, when you're not wearing the right set of lenses, Sometimes you just don't see, you can't see well enough, right? And that's, that's right. probably what I was. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think it was uh, Stroganoff. I, I I mentioned him before and he was on the, on the last episode and he kind of mentioned that too, where it's kind of like, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so you can kind of go along believing like, oh yeah, you know, the, the friendships that I have are great. Everything's good. And, and definitely, I think there have been many guys, you know, who have gone through and said, yeah, actually the, the friends that I had were fantastic and I still would have been able to call upon them and no problem there. But once you kind of understand that level of depth associated with, you know, the F3 relationships, then it, it does take on a new meaning. So then you can kind of look back and say, oh, okay, I, I see the difference. Not necessarily that everything was super bleak. As you said, you know, you were leading a very effectively fulfilling life even before F3, but being able to kind of spot the difference there. Right. Yeah. I think that's the key. And, you know, the, the story I always tell to illustrate that is it, in life, things sneak up on your short circuit, right? So mm -hmm. my vision is a great example of, I think, the, the, the way we can dull our senses, right? So I, I, I visit the, uh, you know, the optometrist maybe four or five years ago to sit down and have an eye exam. Never been before, but my wife encouraged me. So she goes, so she says, you should go, you should get your eyes checked. And I thought I had perfect vision, never had a problem and no reason to go. So I sit down and the guy, you know, puts me in the little machine, blow, dilates your eyes, tests everything, looks for all kinds of major problems and then finishes with an eye exam. 
with which he puts you behind a machine where you're looking through these binoculars and he spins lenses in front of your face, right? Mm -hmm. And he asks you to kind of flag the clearest ones. And he says, what about this one? What about that one? And he goes through a series of 15 or 20 slides. And the whole time through, I'm, oh, that's a little better. That looks clearer. That's pretty sharp. Is it bold? Yep. Answering his questions. And at the end, he spins one final lens in front of my eyes. And the final lens says, what do you think? And I said, well, that's the worst lens you've showed me yet. I can't, I can't really see that well out of that lens. And he says, Mike, that's just glass. That's your natural vision. And so that's, a, that's like how I see, you know, when you're going to ask about life before and after F3, before F3, things weren't bad. But what lens was I looking through? Because, you know, I, was, I had probably become dull. And that's that um, dulled. My senses were dulled to what a real deep, rich fellowship could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, we'll get to that later. But, um, but that's, how, that's how I illustrate that. No, that's great. That's a fantastic story. Thanks for sharing that. Because that's so applicable, right? Kind of being able to to have the vision for what what the the true depth could look like. That's that's really remarkable. So, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right, and then to kind of tap on to the third F piece here. So we know that you always had this this fitness, this level of fitness in your background. You're always doing something, always getting engaged. You've got proximal relationships. Um, and ones that, quite frankly, weren't really terrible. Um, and so you, you're, you're able to, to be around people. You have a, you're leading a, a fulfilling life um, in the fellowship piece. Let's talk about the faith piece now. So what did the, um, if somebody were to bring up the word, you know, faith, what's your faith? Um, how would you have described that, whether from a, a personal religious perspective or a, a sense of just something greater than yourself or community service, whatever that may be? Yeah, that's a really good question. And and one I've heard many guys answer uh, on the on the podcast and uh, and just you know here in my proximity, I, I believe um, I, I'm I'm I believe in God. I believe in His Son Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm I'm a full all in Jesus freak um, Christian. How, however, um, I didn't come to be a believer in the sense that I am today until I was an adult. So um, I grew up without a faith-based um, lifestyle or influence. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was, to be you know, frank, that, that, that also shaped the way I saw the world and how I behaved and acted as a younger man. And, um, and so when I moved to North Carolina, I had become a Christian and accepted Christ into my life as, a, as my savior when I was in Massachusetts, but it wasn't until I came to North Carolina and again, transposing myself into a completely new environment with my family. <laughs> uh, that's when I started to see life through a different set of lenses again. And it's sometimes those little leaps that you make, I think that, that lead to these new perspectives and, and you can't see them if you're in your current environment all the time. So, um, so I became a Christian as an adult, not long after um, I met my wife and then we were married. And, um, and when I came to North Carolina, I, I, that my faith really deepened and it continued to deepen even before uh, F3. We were, we were churchgoers still, you know, really loved being engaged in our church here. We went to two different churches. We ended up at Westover um, for the bulk of the time we've been in North Carolina. But yeah, not. I mean, I, 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 I'm a faith 
believer. I'm a, I'm a, I believe uh, that um, my faith is continuing to grow and deepen. But uh, and I'm very thankful that for whatever reason God had reached into my life and plucked me from life's clutches, if you will. I, I, I consider that a true gift. Now, having said that, it does look a little different, you know, since F3, but I did I did have a strong faith prior to joining F3 six years ago. Gotcha. Okay. But there's some things that F3 has done to impact that as well. And um, yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. No, and and we've and we have many many guys on the podcast. I'm sure you probably know who. Yeah, I mean, from a from a, just from a general faith perspective, right? They they kind of already had grown up, um, either already had grown up from, uh, with a with a belief system or a, a specific faith or uh, religious upbringing, um, but or, or they had kind of come into it since um, since being an adult, you know. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't necessarily F three that sort of brought them to faith, if you will, but um, definitely having, having F3 has definitely made a significant impact, I think on, on many men's lives, um, in the third F background. And it sounds like yours, um, follows that exact same trend, right? You didn't necessarily grow up in a, in a faith environment, um, but were eventually introduced to it, um, became a, a follower of Christ, as you said. And then, um, since then, you know, having F3 has definitely made an impact, but, de- uh, but wasn't, wasn't necessarily the catalyst for, for your faith. Right. That's true. And neither was some cataclysmic event or depth of, you know, I, I came to be a believer and when life was pretty good and, um, and then it just continued to, um, become a richer and richer, um, experience and relationship with, with, with my savior, uh, and, and also with my support group. That's, you know, other, other believers in my life, my family and friends. So, um, but that's expanded greatly, so and we'll get to that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and I'll have your outline. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I, I appreciate that. And, and one funny thing too that, I, that I'll bring up as well is that um, for those of you who who don't know, um, I actually when, when I lived in Greensboro, attended Westover as well. And, and if you if you've ever gone there, you'll know that it's it's quite a large church, so you can go months. Um, without seeing anyone and then find out, oh, you actually go to the same church that I do. Um, so you bringing that up, it, it kind of resonated in the back of my head, like, oh, yeah, I'd heard about that. But I can quite frankly say I never actually saw you there. Right, exactly. Well, it depends. Were you a 9, 9.30 or an 11 a.m.? And then what part <laughs> of the building did you sit in, right? Because um, I see the same people every week, which tells me I'm in their quadrant and at their time point, And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's great. All right. So, so that, that tells us a little bit, you know, about the, you know, the three F piece, right? So we know that you've got this fitness in your background. You kind of always have grown up with that. Um, always been active and doing something. We know that you had a lot of proximal relationships, but they weren't bad by any means, right? You're, you're definitely fulfilled in that respect. And that likewise too, you'd had a, uh, a deep faith um, already, even before F3. Um, so in, in many respects, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't necessarily sound like too much of a, of a sad, a typical, I guess you want to say sad clown story. Um, but definitely, um, we know that you've consistently and continue to come back to F3. So we know that there's something there. Um, but having said that, to kind of summarize it, um, do you have kind of maybe a, a story or a theme or just some, just some common thoughts that, that would kind of encapsulate or sort of summarize your life maybe before F3 or kind of what, 
what you would have looked at or even now when you look back on it, kind of what, what really stands out to you? Yeah, I would say if I had to generalize like before F3 as a sad clown, I would definitely, I would definitely categorize my life is, is, um, you know, less rich. And I think it comes back to the word community. You know what I'm saying? So I, I live in a community. <laughs> I, had a, I have a church community that I go to. Um, I have a work community and we had a small friend network community. So prior to F3, you know, um, there was, there was definitely some um, community. However, it was not as, I guess I, I can't describe it. I'm, I'm trying to think of the terminology to describe it well, but it was just there. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't engaging the way I think communities are intended to be. My life wasn't as engaged. Um, I didn't have the desire in my heart at the time to reach out and volunteer and spend time unless I was asked to do so. So yeah. I would say, I would say my life as a sad clown was a much more selfish life prior to having maybe my family and myself and what I wanted to do with my time on Saturday and Sunday. But um, the, the concept of living in community with fellow believers and walking through this and non-believers, but walking through this, world together in, in this in my life i i was definitely less of a contributor to the community and mm. and and for that that's not a badge that's a badge of dishonor in my mind and I, I think it's something that i i've lived through most of my life i was raised that way um i don't feel good about it but it's definitely something i would recognize not as a sad point in my life but mm. such a blown opportunity to engage right where I am at any moment in time. So, yeah, I think um, I don't have a specific story that would maybe demonstrate exactly what I'm saying, but in general terms, I, I just feel so grateful <laughs> that I, I don't have that same view of community today. Yeah. No, that's great. That yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I think you make an excellent point. And, and even if it's not necessarily one specific story, I think your general terms are, are still valid enough because, you know, you pointed out something very, very important. And that is um, a large part of, you know, F3 is built on the men who get involved with it and then continue to not only be a part of that community, but then to lead that community. And definitely there's a sense of um, intentionality that's associated with that. And, and as you pointed out, like, you know, when you're just kind of floating along, there's really, in, in whatever communities that you happen to be a part of, there definitely can be sort of an opportunity just to kind of take a backseat role, right? Uh, and, and that's kind of what you pointed out a little bit is sort of this, this aspect of like, well, I don't necessarily have to lead. I don't have to do any part of this. And, and even if someone comes and asks me, I don't necessarily have to do it. So I can be a part of these communities, but not necessarily be engaged with these communities. Um, and, I, and I think that's, um, I think that's, that's absolutely still valid. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I would just say too, if there were a sad clown period in my life, a true sad clown period, it would have been in my younger years prior to, mm -hmm. prior to marriage. And, you know, the sad clown period in marriage was again, not for me. I mean, I just had a great, my wife is my rock. She's just been 
what a blessing, right? So, and, and our children as gifts, you know, we obviously family struggles, every, every family has struggles and challenges. We embrace them. And, but, you know, um, in terms of just, if I could pinpoint a time in my life when it was really, truly a sad kind, it would have been in my younger years where I had, you know, no faith at all and, and no, um, no perception of what life could be like, um, you know, so if, for that, for me, I would say it would be the younger years where I was maybe more of a lost soul, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that's always I think um, that's that's kind of a sad situation. But yeah, but not not leading up to F three. Again, I think it was just um, not living in community the way we're called to. Okay, no, that's great, and, and definitely thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah. All right, so so that so that tells us now about life for wicked before right and and as you pointed out you know there there wasn't really too much sad clownism going on but definitely a sense of you know not not being engaged with the community the way that you know you're you're pointing out that you really wanted to be the way that you really needed to be Um, but that tells us all about the the fitness the fellowship the faith part so you pointed this out a little bit earlier and that is that you you got involved um based on a, a friend that you, that you knew, you got involved with F3. So now comes the part. So who EH'd you? Who was, who was the culprit? So, uh, Yeti got me. <laughs> um, Ye- Yeti? Funny. Yeti got me. Yeah. So Yeti, we had been friends, you know, uh, long before F3, our kids kind of grew up here together, um, in, in our little network and, um, Sacked too, but sacked. I we each we each we each sacked afterwards. So he got Yeti got me, and then we got sacked. Um, and my old manager actually at the company I'm at now, he also eh'd me. He was a, a good friend and uh, and an F3 Charlotte guy out of the Fort Mill area, and so he he eh'd me as well for proper credit in case he ever hears this. Um, and his his F3 name is Pusher. Great friend, great friend, great leader, and uh, yeah, pusher, and he's out of Fort Mill. So he he planted the seed, and then Yeti brought you know brought the hammer one night, and you know, and then I I went. That was it. Nice. Okay. And and so what was your what was your first workout? Cornwallis nightmare. That's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that, that's true, right? Because at the time, you I remember you saying like you you weren't exactly Redwood, but I remember uh, that's really all they had, right? It was a couple months into it. I think there were a few workouts going at the time. Uh, yeah, maybe a maybe a, a Wednesday. Um, Natty's hump. Certainly, the the nightmare was going, and uh, there might have been a slam and Sammy's at some point in there. And I think Latham Grinder came too early. So those were some of the early workouts. But yeah, it was Cornwallis nightmare for me, and um, and Yeti got me out there. And it was a couple months after everything got rolling. But uh, yeah. Gotcha. And now, uh, do you remember who queued? You know, yeah, I, I thought you might ask that, and I do not. <laughs> I do not remember who queued the workout. It it was a redwood. It might have uh-huh. been, um, you know, Shane um, coming over from Burlington at the time. Oh, Shane full house. Dabble. Full house. Yeah, he might have been Shane that led the first workout I was at. But it was a. I can remember it was a hard workout. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, you know it's funny too. I like the like the uh, parents always. It, it felt harder back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've gotten easier, but maybe that's just because we've gotten better. I don't know, but 
Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. It was a hard workout. I remember that. Gotcha. Okay. And anything stand out to you as being, I, I know you'd mentioned that, you know, you've already had kind of the, the fitness in your background. So you, you probably had some experience with weights and some boot camp and some aerobics, some running, things like that. So um, what, what specifically stood out to you as being kind of noticeably different? Yeah. You know what? I hadn't done a ton of just random boot camps before. So for <laughs> me, it was just all the funny names of the exercises, you know, <laughs> monkey humpers and side straddle hops and just, you know, Alabama prom dates, just weird stuff that made me laugh. And uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the cadence. I, I really liked the structure. Um, I Man, I just enjoyed that. I don't think anybody would think that, but I really enjoyed the structure. I loved the mumble chatter. And I was instantly, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a hard workout, but I, I can tell you, I was instantly hooked and I wanted more of it. Day one, I was just, <laughs> it was like someone sucked me with a, steroid needle and said go get them and i just wanted more i couldn't get enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's Today, fantastic same i still feel the same way it's i want to lead well but i also want to be led well and when it mm-hmm. when it happens you know it at a workout you feel it you know and I, I would encourage guys to always try to lead this lead hard workouts and lead the best you can not not unrealistic stuff but you know it's that challenge i think that gut check for men that wants us that, that gets us to want to come back I believe mm-hmm. that it was for me. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, fantastic. And I, I'm, I'm obligated to ask by contract. Uh, did you splash Merlot? I did not. Well, good for you. I have not done that yet. I'm waiting for the day. I've tried to get there, but it's just hard. <laughs> it's just not easy. I don't know. It's just something I don't, I don't throw up, but, but I can get sick in other ways, but I don't throw up. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Great. And now, now how, how did how did Wicked come about? All right. How, so, did that, how did that name get thrown? Yeah, it was very uneventful, very simple, and very quick. They <laughs> said, tell us about yourself. Michael Murphy, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Wicked came right up. It was just, <laughs> and it wasn't just one. I think it was a few people. I can't remember who threw it out, um, but it was the packs, and it was fast. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, you weren't kidding. Very, very uneventful. But hey, I mean, if if it if the shoe fits, right? I guess. I enjoy it. I've liked it ever since. I embraced it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, cool. Well, thanks very much for sharing that. We'll definitely have to give T claps to uh, to Pusher and Yeti. And uh, if it was indeed Full House tonight, and I believe we're going to have him on uh, towards the end of this season, uh, we'll have Full House on the podcast as well, which would be good. Maybe he can kind of confirm yay or nay whether it was indeed him leading that workout. Well, I know we can figure it out because, uh, uh, you know, analytics-wise, we can go back and look at my post date because it's there. And I know there's probably an archive of the who queued that day, probably. I'm guessing. There's a, there's a digital footprint somewhere. <laughs> and I got, I got a sticker. When you come back, I got a sticker with my logo on it for you that was uh, props to graffiti. He hasn't sent me a bill yet. But anyways, I got these stickers <laughs> with Wicked for your car. It's the witch, but it's my symbol. I I, I co-opted it, so it's mine now. But Oh, that's anyway, great. I'm going to share that. Next time I see you, just remind me to give you a Wicked sticker. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So... So we know we know what life was like before. We know about that first workout and and how you got got hooked right out of the gate. So let's talk life since F three. It sounds like you know based on what you were telling us before, you know things were were already trending in in a, in a good direction. Maybe not a great direction, but a good direction. 
And so definitely there's something that's been, been keeping you coming back um, apart from, from just the workouts. And we're going to, we're going to hone in on that. So, so the, the first aspect, right, the, the fitness piece, how has your fitness changed as a result of F3? What's been kind of different that you've noticed? Yeah. So like a lot of things, my, I think the fitness piece has just become a lot sharper, a lot mm-hmm. more, a lot more opportunities to, to engage in fitness with like-minded men that really have a passion for caring for themselves and making that a priority in their lives. And, and I, I believe that's extremely important to our overall well-being um, and something that we absolutely have a lot of control over uh, in terms of our, our health. So uh, for me personally, I, I feel like we've, I, I have had the opportunity to engage with so many more men in so many different fitness capacities that I am sharper today and, and more fit than, than I was uh, pre-F3. At least since I was a kid, right? I mean, it's hard to compare because when you're 16 to 18 and you can run like the wind forever. But I mean, I feel pretty fit at 50. And I and uh, I, I know a lot of guys push me every week. And I'm really grateful for that. Because um, like I said, I think that's the biggest difference is not always having the constant level of push and accountability. <laughs> and that was the adrenaline rush I got at F3 that there's always someone to try to go faster next to and always someone that you can come alongside and encourage them to go faster um, and to push harder through the pain and the suffering. Right. So I enjoy that. I enjoy that. That's great. All right. So let's, let's talk now about kind of what seems to be kind of the the big cornerstone for you about continuing to come back to F3 as well. You alluded to it a little bit there also, and that is the fellowship piece. So what, what have you noticed that's been, kind of the big difference maker regarding your fellowship. Previously, you were talking about how lots of, lots of, lots of proximity relationships, but no real engagement within the community per se. But now you've got that community. You, you've helped build out that community for the past five years. What, what would you say has kind of been the big, the, the, the big difference regarding your, your fellowship? Yeah, I just feel like it's, it's, it's expanded so much, right? The opportunity to, walk into church now and see 40 of my F3 brothers and say hi and, and I, you know, catch up with them. It's my network here in Greensboro has expanded infinitely since the, um, immensely rather since the, since F3, um, since I began, you know, working out with the F3 guys. So that's, that's a huge blessing. Um, not, and, and I, and this is going to bleed a little into the, the third F, but the second F and the third F to me kind of go hand in hand. But anyhow, the, the fellowship piece also to me is um, a lot richer. So it's not just the, the volume of contacts that I've made that have enriched my life in fitness, but also um, we sit and have real conversations. And that's something that with my uh, previous pre-F3 world, it was sort of much more rare to do that um, in groups of small, small groups of men that you could have shield lock accountability with. And so that's been huge, um, hugely valuable to my, my life, my psyche, my well-being um, in, in, in both um, a secular and a faith-based capacity. I, mm-hmm. I, and I know we're getting there, but it's really been tremendous. So for me, the fellowship is why I do F3. 
Um, I think it's always been the reason I do F3. I, I crave the fitness, but it wouldn't be the same as it wasn't before F3 unless the fellowship was there. So, um, yeah, so that's been huge for me. Gotcha. Okay. No, that's great. Yeah, and I would, you know, you're, you're not the only one. You're not the first. You won't be the last to say that the, the fellowship has been um, the, kind of the, the big differentiator, right? Kind of the, the key thing that's, that's kept you kept you coming back. I mean, we all, like you said, we all want to get fit. We all want to be in better health. Um, but yeah, definitely you're, you're not going to find that same sense of push, that same sense of accountability and opportunity to be vulnerable unless there are other guys there and you're, you're building on that fellowship piece. Yeah. And I think it's also, you know, we run into each other around the city and it's just a great instant reminder because in the morning I walk up to the workout short circuit and I smile. I see the guys and you hear your name and you smile because it's the guys, right? And and then you know you're going to go through some workout and have some fun and, and mess with them. But at the end, after the beatdown's over, you also have a little closeout where generally speaking, we're talking about things that matter and accountability and loving our neighbors ourselves and um, shield lock. And and so then throughout the day, when you see an F3 brother, it's it's also a trigger, right? In my mind, it's a trigger that I'm called to, I'm called to be better. I'm called to lead well. I'm called, my actions mean, mean something. My thoughts mean something, right? And hmm. so all the way through your day, you can't go anywhere in Greensboro without running into an F3 brother. And I think that's awesome because it's just that continuous fellowship and accountability that, that we need. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. And, and absolutely. I mean, when you, when you kind of find that, when you're able to find that tribe, right. And you're able to, to build on that and you see it all around town. Um, definitely it can uh, make all the difference in making sure that you know, not only do you do not feel alone, like it, it's like, as you pointed out, it's a constant reminder of the fact that there are other guys out there that you can constantly come alongside and see and just, just be, be made more aware of that. Yeah. You're, you're definitely in this together. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, kind of the the rounding it out, the the faith piece, right? And you, you alluded to this a little bit, namely in that, you know, it's kind of coupled in with the fellowship piece. And and previously you'd already mentioned that, you know, you'd already come to um, you know, your your belief system, your faith system, if you will, before F3. So it's not it's not as though F3 suddenly, you know, gave this this massive new insight. And and even as you pointed out, it wasn't necessarily at a super low place. Um, but having said that, how has um, and I'll couple these together. How has the fellowship and the faith piece kind of been encouraging for you or helped you to accelerate um, since coming into F3? Yeah, again, so this is, again, back to the word community. I mean, we have a faith community at F3 and we have um, and we have a secular community at F3 as well. And, and I don't want to minimize that, but um, the opportunity, just the pure opportunity that exists that maybe existed before at some level. I think it's just accelerated as or, or it's more expansive so that just about every day of the week, we have opportunities to engage in fellowship and faith and faith-based discussions that, um, that you know, for me personally, um, that's the best part of my day, right? So whenever I can sit with a group of men and discuss, you know, God's word directly or um, or books that are written um, from the faith-based 
uh, slant that that talk about you know, our calling or our purpose. I just think it it enriches it enriches our lives. It enriches my life, and so I would say I was a churchgoer before F three. Since F three, my faith has expanded to be able to meet with folks that think differently, that look differently, and um, and that's been a, a really a great opportunity for me to grow in my faith. And so, yeah, I mean, six years later, I've grown a lot, and some of that's due to, you know, just the, the maturation process that I'm going through, but also a lot of it has to do with the community of men at F3 that are also a community of believers. And so I'm very grateful for that. And and for men that don't believe, um, there either there is a God or have a different worldview altogether, I completely get it. I, I completely get it and I accept it. And uh, I'm just glad that, that, you know, we can all hang out together and learn from each other because a lot of the principles we discuss do apply in a, in a secular capacity as well. Mm-hmm. So I never want that to be a turn off. For me, it's just such a turn on. And uh, and one other point I'd make there too is I'm I'm a science based guy, right? So everything I do is in is based on analytics and science and you know theory and trying to figure things out constantly. And that's what I that's what I do for work. That's the way my brain works. And so for me, my faith became richer, becomes richer and richer the more men that I run into that have this amazing intellect that also believe very, very deeply. And so I think that's what F3 has done for me is it's exposed me to folks that also have a very strong belief system um, that I respect. I respect these men. And because of that, I think that's just continued to thirst my, uh, drive my thirst for knowledge, mm-hmm. for understanding, and to, uh, and to look deeper and deeper into my faith. Um, mm. and, and that continues to this day. That's great. Yeah. Well, we could, thank you very much again for, for sharing that, man. I mean, definitely, uh, it sounds like, um, you know, on these, on these two points, right, the fellowship and the faith piece, uh, F3 has made all the difference in the world, it sounds like for you. Absolutely. Yes. That's great. So to, to close that out, do you have any, any closing thoughts uh, that you'd like to share with the pack, something that's, that's really meaningful you, for you that you'd like to, to share with them? You know, more just my, my thoughts on our path, I, I guess every day I wake up and pray that our, our city would be a model for humanity, right? That, that people would see the way we're engaging in our communities, whether it's through butt fumble, organizing, you know, all these outreaches where we get, to, we get the opportunity to spend time in the men's shelters and, and help out in, in blood drives or you know, community housing solutions, um, backpack ministries, you know, food pantries. This, to me, I just think if we can, as a, as a community, and I mean F3 community, impact our city in such a way that we can show the love of God, then, then that's, that's what I'm praying for. And that's what I can, I hope that will continue. So I hope F three. I hope we can continue to grow F three for men that don't have this right now, or or don't see the value in it. So for guys that are still walking around thinking that their vision's twenty twenty, I, I pray that there would be something put in their life that would show them 
like my lenses did, that their vision is a little bit off and that there's a different way, right? And so I'm hoping that F3 can continue to move in that direction. I, I, I feel very strongly that that's a, um, and, and that can happen, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying it has to be um, in, in the faith-based capacity, it can be secular, but I, I do pray every day for our community that, that we would continue to grow and, and impact our city. So that's mm -hmm. my closing thoughts for F3. That's why I'm here and, uh, and very grateful. And thank you for taking the time to, to speak with me today about these things. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Strong words there. And really, really appreciate that. Cause that's a, I think it sets such a strong precedent for, um, you, effectively you're really demonstrated there, right? Kind of the, the living third aspect, right? It's, it's not just about you. It's not just about you coming and getting fit and then going home and saying, Hey, how, look, look at how much of a stud I am. Um, but definitely being able to find and sharpen and build that sense of community that ultimately makes an impact in men's lives all over North Carolina. And, you know, hopefully um, as we continue to grow all over the world, right? All over the world. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, uh, Wicked, if, if guys want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? My, my Twitter handle, I guess, is at F3 Wicked. <laughs> uh, that's, that's probably, you can DM me on at F3 Wicked or just reach out. I think a lot of guys know how to get a hold of me and know where I live. But yeah, uh, hit me up on Twitter. All right. Well, we'll make sure we include include the proper Twitter handle when, uh, when this goes live. But uh, Wicked very much. Music? You said I get closing music. Whatever you want, brother. <laughs> you said I get closing music. I just, I remembered that. <laughs> yeah, I meant to actually ask you beforehand, but hey, we'll. Uh, I want to we'll hear it. Do you play it now or not? No, you can't play it now. <laughs> I, I don't know if I, if I can actually on this. I got one that... for you if you want. <laughs> what, what is it? What do you got? So Crowns and Thorns. It's a rap song. KB. Crowns and Thorns. Oceans. It's a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a rap song. Believe it or not, Bird's Nest son made a playlist i think it was bird's nest who gave me this playlist and and introduced me to some of these really cool um hip christian tunes and this is one that i just love if you have not heard it it's worth listening to all the way through and pay attention to the lyrics really really well done nice well, we'll be sure to put that on your uh, your outro music there so guys will hear that um and now since you've set a, a preface for it now they'll be they'll be listening and honing in for for the lyrics there that's right. Exactly. Pay attention, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, Wicked, thanks very much again for being on the podcast, brother. Man, thanks for having me. Have a great weekend, Short Circuit. Uh, you as well. All right, guys. With that, that closes out Episode 8. Thanks again for listening. Stay sharp, and we will see you in the gloom. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom.